0: Greetings, my excellent friends Bill What? Strange things are afoot at the Circle K Be excellent to each other Dude, welcome on into Wild Stallions, your podcast covering the Salt Lake Stallions, part of the Alliance of American Football. I'm Jay Catch, seated alongside my fearless co-host Sean Walker. Sean, how are you on this fine Monday? Jake, I woke up this morning on this Monday. It's Martin
1: Luther King Day here in the state of Utah, and it gets across the nation. Mm-hmm. So, rest in peace to the great MLK Jr. Yep, uh, truly a legend. I looked out my window on this fine holiday holiday morning and i what did i see snow but football weather oh it's truly football weather on the wasatch front (laughs) and we only have this is this is exciting we only have we only have one more nfl game it's true until the alliance of american football kicks off
0: hey don't discount the Pro Bowl, Sean. Come on. We got two more. No, I'm. Just, you're, you're You're. Like not. I said, we only have one more NFL
1: game until the Alliance of American Football kicks
0: off. You're on. not wrong. We are three weeks away from the kickoff of the Alliance of American Football's debut season. It's an exciting time. Uh, the coaching staffs, the players are all still in San Antonio, getting towards the tail end of their month-long training camp. The way I understand it is the Stallions will be headed back here to Salt Lake City right at the end of the month. Just before the beginning of February here. Uh, kind of getting things situated here along the Wasatch Front. And then off they go. First two weeks on the road of the season. They start off at the uh, at the uh, Arizona Hot Shots. I, I was going to say the Alliance of American Football. No, they're at the Arizona Hotshots. They're, so they're, they're playing in the league offices. Yeah, exactly. They're playing in the league offices. There we go. That's what we like to hear. No, they've got a big showdown starting it off against their southern rival against Arizona. Should be an exciting time. And Can we make that a thing? What? Utah uh, Arizona? Absolutely. It's got to be they officially thing. be rivals? It's got to be a thing. You have to. Okay. Because I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm
1: okay with it. Like, I would just like it on record. I'm okay with Salt Lake and Arizona officially being rivals. Yeah. I just, I, I feel like maybe fans have some things to say. We should, let's put out a poll on Twitter. Yeah, we will. Okay. Who is, who do you consider the Salt Lake Stallions rival before they've even played a single game?
0: Okay. Yeah, we can do that. We'll probably put the three uh, Western Conference teams alongside Salt Lake as the main three options, and we'll have an other if you think one of the Eastern Conference teams, for whatever reason, is the main rival. But yeah, we'll put that on our Twitter feed, at wild underscore stallions. So it's wild, W-I-L-D underscore stallions in the old... Just in the vein of how we do this podcast, we are big fans of Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. So, Stallions is S T A L L Y N S. So, alternative spelling, but it goes with the motif of this whole show. Uh, we are that is equal parts Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, equal parts Salt Lake Stallions analysis. Maybe a little heavier on the Stallions analysis, but good times going on. Um, Sean, let's start off today talking about the Stallions QB battle right now. They have four quarterbacks they brought into camp here. By all accounts, Josh Woodrum uh, is g- being given the opportunity to earned the job by virtue of his being the first overall pick for the Salt Lake Stallions in the QB draft for the AAF, but he's got three legit other options that are battling him for, for minutes.
1: Yeah, Woodrum, I think, is probably the leader in the clubhouse right now in terms of starting uh, simply because he probably looks the most like a professional quarterback. Six foot three, big hands, 26 years old. He's got He's got experience, most notably mm-hmm. with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, but I wouldn't totally discount my guy. And I say my guy because we've had like three conversations before. Okay. It, and he follows me on Instagram. Uh, oh, so shout out go. to the guy who follows me on Instagram, BJ Daniels, formerly of uh, the uh, South Florida Bulls mm-hmm. and also a Super Bowl champion. Yes. He's got a ring with the Seattle Seahawks backing up one Russell Wilson. hmm um, so I wouldn't totally discount him, but but I think right now the leader in terms of most minutes, in terms of starters and whatnot, is probably Woodrum. Um, and again, that might that might be simply because of looks, that might be because of NFL experience, that might be because of uh, what they call football IQ. I know Dennis Erickson likes to harp on that one a lot. Yes, right he does. There. Um, but Josh Woodrum simply looks the part of a starting
0: professional quarterback, and that probably matters. Yeah, no, it's true, and that's and that's the big thing. Um, in an article done by Chantel Bouchai, we butchered her last name last week. Bouchay, Bouchat, Bouchay. I still butchered it. Bouchay.
1: Shout out, shout out to Chantel Bouchay. Oh. Uh, we owe you dinner when you get back yeah. in Salt Lake
0: for the way we mispronounce your name. Yeah, Chantel, forgive me. We're gonna butcher that a few more times. I'm afraid
1: before we go to, we'll probably butcher a couple things about you as well. I might call you a UCLA grad or something. Oh, like call.
0: That. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Endear yourself there, Sean. Just kidding, Chantel. Dinner's uh, on us. Promise. In her column talking about all four Stallions quarterbacks, the title is, All four Stallions quarterbacks staking claims for playing time. In the um, column or the article, uh, Coach Erickson says, quote, Woodrum is playing really well right now and Daniel is playing really well backing him up. Josh and BJ are leading that group right now, but we'll see how it goes as time goes on. But Allen and Linehan, speaking of Austin Allen and Matt Linehan, are doing well too. Uh, I like what he has to say because Sean is most people know and if they don't the alliance of American football has gotten rid of extra points and that means the two-point conversion plays um, have a whole new I think wrinkle a new playbook essentially for these teams and a guy like BJ Daniels who's got the dual threat ability that maybe Josh Woodrum doesn't he could definitely be a weapon when it comes to two-point conversions in particular.
1: Yeah, and I think maybe that's where where Coach Erickson gets off talking about guys being in play rather than, you know, this is the leader for starting minutes or, or that sort of thing. You might see a little bit more of of two quarterback systems, mm-hmm. if you will. And I know the old saying, you know, college football fans love to harp. If you, if you don't have one quarterback, you've got no quarterbacks. But I don't know if that's necessarily true here in the Alliance of American Football because of those rule changes, because of those tweaks, because you have so many different styles spread out across this nation eight-team league. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's probably not a bad thing to have multiple guys who who kind of have different skill sets and can do different things in terms of... of of leading your group and, and, and how they play the game of football.
0: Yeah, no, it's true. And you do, as a quarterback, you are the one touching the ball every play. So you definitely have to be a leader on the field and off the field. And it's going to be important uh, for the Stallions to get steady quarterback play, at least in – and steady quarterback play, it, for every team it's important. But I think in a season where you're starting a new league and a new team, you want to have as steady of a quarterback position as you possibly can get. And I think that Erickson and his staff, Tim Lapineau, um, the offensive coordinator – Based on all reports, it sounds like they're pretty confident in Josh Woodrum's ability to lead this team, and I think B.J. Daniels more than likely makes this roster. I do have a question of if Austin Allen or Matt Linehan do, do make this team, if they decide to carry three quarterbacks or only carry two. That'll be a big question mark. As they get t- closer to roster cutdown day, they have a 75-man uh, roster for training camp that has to be cut down to 52 players relatively quickly here. So, me a lot of changes coming up, I believe, for the Stallions. Sean, we also need to talk a little bit here about the official hashtag for the Salt Lake Stallions. Um, we, we've been meaning to talk Stallion about up. this. Uh, Giddy Up was the Horse- one. Horsepower? Horsepower, yeah. I was a big fan of hashtag Giddy Up. I thought that was a great, simple um, setup. And they had a poll that they put out on social media, and apparently the winning hashtag... And the winner is... Hashtag full steed ahead. Wow. wow! I don't know, man. I
1: you my, That was my best attempt at a fail. Yeah,
0: too too bad we don't have great. like the, the price is right fail sound or whatever. But it, but I get what they're doing with this, Sean, because full steed ahead, it plays off full speed ahead. I get it. But for for me it just falls a little bit short that's just my personal opinion i think the, i think the stallions could have done a little bit better i know a lot of the people listening to this podcast are affiliated with the stallions a lot of them work for the for the team don't get me wrong, guys. I respect that you guys went with the voice of the people on yeah, this. This was
1: voted on by the fans. Yeah, so, so this
0: was voted on by the fans. I get that. I just have a differing opinion. I thought hashtag Giddy Up, as I suggested, was the right option. But that's just my personal opinion. There were a couple other options out there, but as it is, hashtag Full Steed Ahead is our leader.
1: Yeah. At at the end of the day, the official club hashtag doesn't really matter, and we've seen teams uh, certainly whiff. Um, yeah. Notably in the NBA, mm-hmm. uh, on on you know the quote unquote official team hashtag, it's a marketing ploy. It's it's to help sell their brand and sell themselves to the public and and that kind of thing. So I, I don't want to harp on it too much because I, in the grand scheme of things, I I really don't think that stuff like this matters that much. Um, but I'm with you, Jake. I'm not a huge fan of hashtag full speed ahead. I'm I'm also not a huge fan of hashtag team is everything. I know you're. I know you kind of work for my, my for that, that certain NBA organization, so I won't I won't let In you the interest comment. Of full disclosure: I do work for the Utah Jazz. Yeah, I, I won't I won't let you comment on that um, necessarily because I don't want you to get fired or anything like that. I'm not a huge fan of team is everything as well, so it's not just you, Stallions. It's you know it's a little bit of everything. Um, I just I feel like there were better options up, out there. I really do. Giddy-up's a little bit generic, so I guess I kind of understand going against that. Uh, but for a first-year club, maybe generic's not so bad. Stallion up. Stallion up. There's a few. There's multiples out there. And, I, and like you said, this is not going to be— I mean, within three or four games of the season, we very might get hashtag
0: Dennising. There we go. I like that. University of Utah fans know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that'd be actually pretty good. No, that would be good. So, I don't know. We'll see. And I'm with you, Sean. That These can change year to year, season to season. So, we'll see what happens. But as it is. Nothing will ever be as good as Take Note. Yeah, Take Note was awesome. And I'm. I'll, that's a, that's all I'll say. Take note was awesome, and I really enjoyed that hashtag. I still use that hashtag a lot when I tweet out things about the Jazz because Everything. I can't I can't give it up. But, but full uh, steed ahead, full steed ahead as we go along here. All right, Sean, and uh, to play some sound from camp, we wanted to catch up. Uh, of course, there was an article done by Chantel Bouchai Did I get that right? B- Bushai? 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 Chantelle, it's going to be a running yeah, gag on gonna this You're going to have show. to tweet. it. You're going to have to tweet. She, she said it's Chantel. a pronunciation guide, and I'm still butchering it, but whatever. She actually wrote a great piece on the five BYU players who are on this roster currently, and they're the they're kind of the close association. They all kind of played with each other. And she had a chance to catch up with former BYU wide receiver Jordan Leslie uh, to talk about uh, playing with some of his former teammates just being in camp with the stallions so we'll get to that sound right now here's jordan leslie with chantel earlier i guess earlier last week during training camp we're here with jordan leslie wide receiver of the stallions so you are on the field with former byu teammates tell us how that is you know it, it's great i got to be on the field with you know a few teammates some of them I'm a little too old for kind of being out of out of byu for a while but it's been great tell us your favorite artist Favorite artist? J. Cole. A lot of people say I look like him. I don't think so, (laughs) but a lot of people say I look like him. Why J. Cole? Uh, I just really like his music. I really like lyrics. That's kind of something that hits deep for me and he speaks about a lot of issues I like. So how about your favorite movie? Favorite movie? That's hard. I'm a real movie TV show guy. Um, I mean, Dark Knight's up there. There's there's a lot. I really can't just pick one movie, but there's a lot of movies I like.
1: That was former BYU wide receiver, also former UTEP wide receiver, but I think for our audience, played one year at BYU, former BYU wide receiver uh, Jordan Leslie. Spent a couple of years in the NFL as well, mm-hmm. notably with the Denver Broncos. And I got to say, Jake, I'm, I'm, I'm looking currently at uh, two photos, and I know this is breaking the cardinal rule of radio, so sue me. <laughs> but I'm looking right now at two photos, one of Jordan Leslie, one of Jake Cole.
0: I don't see it. You don't see the resemblance? I don't really see it either. Yeah, but I don't hey. see it. I had a person uh, many years ago tell me I looked like Russell Crowe, and I laughed in their face. And I felt bad about laughing in their face, but I was like, there's not a chance I look like Russell Crowe. Yeah, the only celebrity
1: I've ever been compared to is—I uh, probably shouldn't say it. I Go shouldn't. ahead. No, say it. Yeah, the only celebrity I've ever been compared to is Drew Carey, and I don't know if I want to uh, claim that resemblance—
0: Hey, Drew Carey's the host of The Price is Right. The Drew Carey Show was a legendary show. It truly was legend. Cleveland rocks, baby. Cleveland does rock. It was a great show. I really enjoyed that show. That was just me. I I know it probably wasn't the world's most popular show, but it made it quite a run there. Great show. Great show. We are, if nothing else,
1: a Drew Carey Show tribute pod. And also at Bill, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. Pod.
0: That we are. That uh, we are. And
1: then we also happen to talk about the Salt Lake Stallions. Yep, exactly. Football,
0: so. Yeah, so we uh, we're going to take a time out here. We'll come back. We do need to talk about a new signing for the Stallions. A playmaker during his collegiate days here locally, he adds to an already extensive list of former Utah players. we going to talk about the signing of Gianni Paul here in a moment. So we'll be back on the other side. This is Wild Stallions. All right, welcome back to Wild Stallions. Of course, the bump back music on this podcast is from the soundtrack for Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It's a great great soundtrack, plain and simple. That movie has forever changed my life.
1: Yeah, and it's music that will one day save the world. It's true. In fact, I think we're coming up on the year that Bill and Ted are supposed to save the world.
0: Yeah, it was something like that. It was was relatively... Wasn't it like
1: 2018 or 2019?
0: (sighs) I have to go back. We're
1: going to have to look that up. We'll look it up for next pod. Yeah, we will look it up for next pod. Or tweet us at wild underscore stallions.
0: Yep. S-T-A-L-L. L y n s, not the normal spelling yeah, for Stall- stallions. Stallions—the way it was meant to be spelled—with a Y. Exactly. All right, Sean. We need to talk about a big signing for the stallions themselves, and they've—they've they've done a good job about picking up some of this local talent that has kind of been floating around the NFL and the CFL a little bit. And the most recent signing is linebacker Gianni Paul. He was a first-team all-12 Pat. All tw- all, he was a first team, excuse me, first team all Pac-12 selection as one of the country's best linebackers his senior year at Utah, a former transfer from Miami of Florida, and I think the first thing that comes to my mind, and I think most local football fans' minds when they think of Johnny Paul is simply a game changer or a playmaker, one of those two.
1: Yeah. And I mean, as much of anything, a bruiser. He's he's not a guy. Johnny in college at the U wasn't a guy who was always the most physically imposing. And I say that with all 100 yeah. percent due respect, because I know Gianni could probably like crush me in any sort of athletic accomplishment. <laughs> um, but you didn't look at him and say, oh, that that's a dude like that's a stud. But he was never going to be outworked by anybody. I mean, he's only five foot ten. Yes. Uh, he was just over 200 pounds when he was at Utah. I think mm-hmm. he's gotten a little bit bigger since then, but, but not terribly. Uh, Bengals listed him at about 220, so yeah. right around there. Um, but he was never going to get outworked by anybody. No. The dude had a motor for days. Um, and when he hit, he hit hard with that little 5-foot-10-inch frame. Oh, yeah, you felt it. Yeah, he he was crazy hard. And that's what proved to be—that's that's what made him one of the best linebackers in the nation his senior year. Uh, All-Pac-12 first team, uh, signed a contract briefly with the Cincinnati Bengals, um and then uh and then I think he went up north to Canada with the Lions BC
0: Lions I want to yeah. say BC one, Lions. One of you
1: guys going to have to correct me on this podcast cuz I sometimes I just spout stuff I
0: believe you are right the British the BC Lions yeah. part of the Canadian Football League So obviously a couple of pro teams have
1: seen something in Gianni Paul um and and it's just that again it's it's not a guy who wows you with his his quote unquote measurables that they mm-hmm. like to talk about around NFL draft time but it's somebody who he just he works hard He puts his head down. He grinds. Uh, And I think it's something that the Stallions linebacker corps could really use.
0: Well, he had a knack for coming up with game-changing plays on the defensive end. We're talking fumbles, interceptions, he had a nose for the football, and he seemed to just rip that ball out from ball carriers all the time. So, awesome to see that. He's a three-time Pac-12 defensive player of the week during his time at Utah. Also from his two years at Miami, he was a two-time ACC linebacker of the week. This guy is a good football player. You mentioned, Sean, that he could definitely be a big help to what the stallions have in their linebacking core i'm with you on that i think that this is a big signing it's a good signing and you pair him with a guy like trevor Riley already on this roster you have two of the best linebackers in recent memory for utah and don't get me wrong utah's put out many many good linebackers especially most recently chase hansen but you're talking about two of the in the last decade two of the legends in terms of linebacking linebackers coming out of the University of Utah that could be lining up next to each other come opening day against the Arizona hotshots with the Stallions. And that's that's an exciting development for the Stallions to get Johnny Paul on board. I think it lends credence here, Sean, to What this team is building, Uh, they understand that the local connection is going to be big for them to kind of get a foothold here in the local community. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised. There's a guy out there I saw kicking on Twitter in our good friend Andy Phillips, former Olympic skier turned Utah kicker. He was banging busy's brother. Yeah, busy. Yeah, exactly. His sister is a soccer star here locally. He was kicking 63 yard field goals. So I wonder if he could find himself eventually landing with this team. I know he's pursued the NFL, and maybe he's holding out for another opportunity there. But if the kicking game isn't as solid as the Stallions may want it to be currently with Tyler Rousa and Austin Recco on this roster as well as a couple other guys, hey, maybe you go find another local kid who could come in and make an impact, at least in the kicking game, another former Ute. That's, we have 12 Utes on this roster right now. Could we have a 13th?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, certainly, it's certainly possible, and we know the Stallions are looking for a kicker right now, just barely signing uh, Camacho out of Fresno State, yeah. picking him up off waivers from San Diego. Yep. Uh, and, and so that's obviously a position of need that that the Stallions are looking at. It's something that Dennis Erickson is thinking about right mm-hmm. now because he's trying out guys, plucking kickers off of the waiver wire. So, yeah, why not? Try to grab somebody locally who's still living here in Salt Lake. You know, he grew up in the area. He's an Alta High grad. Um, it, it, I mean, or not graduate. I guess he attended Alta High. He went to that winter sports. He went to the school developmental to graduate, school. Right? But, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's he's a he's a local kid. I mean, it, it just it makes a ton of sense. And again, I I don't know if this I don't know if Camacho is going to pan out for the Stallions.
0: You never quite know.
1: Yeah. I at the end of the day uh With all due respect to andy phillips it 's also the kicking game, so it 's probably not number one priority for a lot of teams, including salt lake yes but, um, but you can tell it's it's it 's something that the coaching staff is thinking about
0: exactly and that's and the one thing about Andy potentially with him is he 's used to the elements in this state kid that's grew up here, so that you can could, kick at altitude exactly, so that could help more we'll a see. thing. Yeah, it is. Is that a thing? Yeah, it is. It is a thing. I I feel like if that's not a thing, then
1: that's Kickers
0: like going to altitude because all of a sudden they're getting an extra five or six yards on their kicks and they're feeling real good about themselves. It's like any golfer, Sean. If you play golf, you go to sea level, your driver doesn't go nearly as far as it does up here in the thin mountain air of Utah or Colorado or even Wyoming. So I get that. And we'll see. But I'm excited to have Gianni Paul on board with this. I am interested, Sean, to see here in the next week or two when the roster cutdowns come How many local guys do make this team versus guys just on the roster, this full 75-man roster? I think last week we counted 18 with Gianni Paul. That makes 19 locals out of the 75 on this roster. So I wonder how many of those locals get cut when it comes to roster cut down day. Hopefully not a lot of them, because it'd be cool to see a large contingent of Utah guys playing for their hometown team. All right, Sean, uh, a little bit more of a brief edition of the podcast today. But as we wrap things up, any final thoughts or notes from you?
1: As always, be excellent to each other. And just remember, in the dark days where we don't have an actual NFL football game like this week, Looking at you, Pro Bowl. Looking at you. <laughs> the Alliance of American Football comes rising
0: in just under 20 days' time. That's exciting, and we'll be covering it for you. It's going to be an exciting time. We're excited to be part of this, doing this podcast. Thanks again for your guys' continued support. Please subscribe, rate, and review to the podcast on whatever podcatcher you use of your choice. It helps us out in terms of getting the popularity out there. So, And also follow us on Twitter, wild underscore stallions with a YNS on the end of it. Party on dudes. Be excellent to each other.
1: And party on dudes. <laughs>